0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Locked on Spartans for your Tuesday, November 13th, 2018. It's a snowy day here in Michigan. Deer hunters gearing up for the season to get going in just a couple of days. We've got a lot going on, right? Uh <laughs> welcome to the show. My name is Will Hunter. I am your host. Uh Locked on Spartans is your daily home for Spartan content, Spartan podcast every single day, Monday through Friday, uh, 22 to 30 minute podcast, all part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is good to be speaking to you. Well, not to you. I guess I'm just sitting in an empty room talking, uh, which is weird. My cat is, one of my cats is sitting in here uh, eating. She's completely oblivious to anything uh so yeah i guess i'm not talking to you i'm talking into a microphone and you're playing it back at a later time uh but anyway i digress uh so i was listening to the show yesterday uh, after it was all finished and uh and i felt this way during the show i felt it building but i was just like man that was a really negative show um and yeah on on a Monday after you have a chance to beat Ohio State, and some coaching decisions go a long way towards preventing that. Uh, And given the quarterback situation and how that's all played out, I think it's understandable why it was so negative. But uh, I'm really, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to just bitch every single day about something going wrong. So we're going to try to change it up a little bit. Um, I'm going to try to... Be uh, a little more positive, but we're still gonna have some negative things to talk about. Like today, uh, we got some stat profile stuff. Uh, basically, Michigan State has a, you know, the it's their numbers stacked up to everyone in the Big Ten in terms of advanced stats, and it's not pretty. Uh, so we'll talk about that later. Uh, beginning uh, for the beginning of the show, I want to talk about though uh, Mark D'Antonio. Uh, it was it's sort of in response to a column written by Grant Couch of the Lansing State Journal. I'm sure you're all familiar with his work, uh, and it's his fake mailbag. And he writes, uh, kind of responding to the, the question of he does or he does his fake mailbag where he asks questions that he wants to answer, kind of instead of taking your questions, ask questions he wants to answer. And one of them was, "Aren't you being too hard on Antonio? Is he the best coach in modern M- in MSU football history?" Uh, and basically to sum up what Graham said, said, yeah, in modern times he's the best coach, um, but that he's not above criticism on this thing. Uh, anyone who wants D'Antonio gone should be careful what they wish for, essentially. And my response to that was, uh, yeah, uh, obviously, uh, but does anybody really want D'Antonio gone? Uh, I, I said yesterday that had he... Been in year three at Michigan State and hadn't accomplished anything. That this would be the the handling of the quarterback situation and the, the status of the offense would be fireable to me. Had he just been sort of a middling coach who haven't proved anything, uh, but this is we're 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 past a decade here, uh, folks, and yeah, this is unprecedented modern success. I don't think there's anybody uh, calling for his job. Is there? I felt like feels like that's a little bit of a straw man. I mean, yeah, there's been a couple of, like, you know, 2016 was, was really tough. Um, 2017, they bounced right back. 2018 has just been, honestly, if you take a step back uh, and ignore the QB situation for a minute, uh, it will actually include it, um, but the handling of it, ignore the handling of it, but just include that Lewerke, uh that your starting quarterback gets hurt uh, to the point where he can't play. If you take a step back and kind of look, there's two outlooks you can have on the season. Uh, a, the negative one is how did they only win seven or eight games with that defense, which would be the 2012 season, essentially. Uh, the other outlet, outlook is how in the hell did they win all those games with all those injuries? Uh, they they suffered enough injuries to their starters this year to absolutely tank a season, Um I think 10 of 11 starters on offense on opening day uh, missed uh, at least the game this year. Many missed significant time. Your best offensive player, Felton Davis, tears his Achilles. Perhaps your second best offensive player, uh, LJ Scott, misses most of the season and is uh, going to redshirt uh, and come back for a, as a fifth-year senior. Uh, which really enjoying the new redshirt rules right now. It seems like we're getting like Josiah Scott for an extra year, and we'll, we'll see if he stays. LJ Scott uh, and all that. <laughs> but yeah, you're you're gonna miss your best defensive player. He's gonna redshirt and only play in four games. In Josiah Scott, uh, and then your entire offensive line is gonna be a mash unit for the entire season. Your quarterback is gonna miss games uh, and be completely ineffective in half the season because he's hurt. Uh, Yeah, and you're still going to win eight games and have uh, an outside shot at the Big Ten title going into, you know, your last big matchup of the season. Like if you beat Ohio State, very slim outside shot, but you're still like in the hunt, right? And you're still probably finishing second or third in the toughest division uh, in college football or the second toughest division in college football, depending on how you feel about the SEC West. But uh, yeah, winning nine games with what and they can still win nine they can go nine and four win out and win the bowl game uh if they go nine and four given everything that's happened and just how unlucky this season has been uh that'll be a really overall solid job by the kids and by the defensive staff mainly i mean you know the offense can only play with the 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 hand that they're dealt and i don't think they've done a, a great job this year um but by far the most egregious stuff has been with the quarterback. Uh, You know, we've gone over that enough. But I think if you, and even with D'Antonio, I think this last month in the quarterback situation has probably been the worst coaching we've ever seen from him, the worst decision-making we've seen from him. In that, like, right, it's been 11-plus years. There's going to be moments where he's really terrible. Um, But overall, still, I just want to keep saying this, he's been phenomenal as a head coach, perfect fit here the The guy we all want to be leading this team for as long as he really wants to. And I don't see it, you know, tanking from here. I see another strong bounce back season coming next year. But, uh, you know, that, that little – this little four-week stretch has probably been his worst job um, in terms of management, decision-making. Yet, at the same time, we know his hands are all over the defense um, – you know, his imprint is on this team and they're resilient as heck, you know, you have to give him credit for that. There are things he's done this year that have been uh, really good in the face of huge adversity. So again, I I saw that column and I, you know, I think it's good that somebody, I guess, put it out there. I mean, if, if someone was considering that, but I really haven't been seeing, uh, that argument so I, I I didn't feel like you know maybe I'm wrong maybe there are people calling for D'Antonio's job but I've seen kind of the opposite of that uh, I've seen more people refusing to criticize D'Antonio for the last how the last month has played out and where the offense is at than I've seen people willing to go the other way so uh yeah I just wanted to talk about that if you uh I want to just throw yeah my weight behind Graham if you <laughs> like he needs it If you think D'Antonio should be fired because of this season, uh, no. No. You are wrong. Uh, And that can be your opinion, and your opinion can be wrong. All right. So we're going to move on to the next segment here in just a little bit. We will be talking about... uh, I'm going to lighten the mood a little bit with, is this the most disappointing MSU season ever? (laughs) Because I think it's not... But I think there's some strong arguments to be made for it. And uh this is the poll I put up yesterday on at Locked On Spartans. Uh so we'll talk a little bit about that after the break. But first a word from Sling TV guys. If you are sick of paying for all these channels, this huge cable package that you never watch, you gotta give Sling TV a shot. It is the best way to watch college athletics. And right now, you can sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Go to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. You get seven days free to try it out. And after that, it's only $30 a month. And included, you get ESPN, Pat 12 Network, SEC Network, and more. You stream on all your favorite devices from your big screen all the way down to your smartphone. And there's no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees. It can cancel at any time to get a seven-day Free trial, go to sling.com slash locked on. Sling TV gets you the live TV you love, only better. And I've been telling you guys the past couple of weeks that we are looking to expand local sales here with the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, so if you have a company in Michigan and are interested in sponsoring this podcast, or Locked On Lions, or Locked On Pistons, or Locked On Wolverines, or the whole lot of us, big group effort, you can email me, locked on Spartans at gmail.com. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome back to Locked On Spartans. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. Uh, I want to talk about the poll that I put up yesterday uh, on Twitter at On Spartans. And I also retweeted it. My personal account, Will Hunter at Will underscore underscore Hunter. 1L two underscores, Uh, it basically said, what was the most disappointing season in the D'Antonio era? Had three options, 2012, 2016, and 2018. Uh, And by a 62 to 35 margin uh, with 3% going to 2012, uh, 2016 kind of ran away with this one. And uh, I actually voted for 2018 because I voted right away on it, right when I, I put the poll up. Uh, and then I thought about it more and the more I thought about it, I think, I, I think I just have to go with 2016. Like I want to change my vote. Uh, my buddy, Matt Sheehan and I were talking about this last night on our other podcast, the three gas bags. Um, it was one of the questions our other co-host posed to us. Uh, and I just it's tw- it's so hard to get over 3 and 9 right like it's just so disastrous and if you look back on that season that was a preseason like top 13 team uh it's one of the teams that if you every year when the the preseason AP poll comes out right you've got all these pieces who are the most overrated teams in AP preseason poll history and you'll always see that USC team that was ranked number 1 and finished like 6 and 6 uh, but then shortly after them, you'll see the Michigan State team that was ranked in the top 12 or 15 uh, and finished the year 3-9. and nine. They're always on those lists. So there were high expectations going in there. Uh, but I think as that season wore on, uh, first off, Michigan State was dealt a lot of kind of crummy luck in that season. A lot of one-score games went uh, the other way, a lot of breaks within games that like bl- like opened up the game for the other team went against them, and that was a team, if you remember, that was uh, had talent at places. Obviously, lacked it at the quarterback position. wasn't overwhelming really anywhere, uh, but was solid enough in terms of playmakers and things like that to uh, be a good team. Obviously, we had seen them go to the playoff the year before and and graduate and lose to the draft, just a handful of guys. Uh, but if you remember, that team was just kind of, it, it resulted in a just devoid uh, of senior leadership, right? There was just a huge void left from Shalit Calhoun and Jack Allen, uh, T- Tyler Conklin, guys like that, Connor Cook, even though it wasn't, wasn't a captain. <laughs> uh, and the guys who stepped into the place, there were divisions between them. There was kind of, they became a clicky group, Even within the defense, there were different factions on the defense, the defense and the offense. Uh, There were factions between the two of them, if you remember. A lot of things just snowballed in that season and got away from D'Antonio. Malik McDowell didn't play uh, hard or much, and we've seen that kind of translate uh, as he left the program, well, sort of went to the NFL. Um so that's stuff, and some of it is coaching, right? But some of it is just like, you know, you don't have a quarterback, your scheme is hard on quarterbacks, your offense really couldn't get it going. And then the guys you expect to galvanize your team, like the guys they have this year are phenomenal at it. Joe Bocci, Kari Willis, Brian Lewerke. Like there's never a moment in twenty eighteen where you worry about the locker room. In twenty sixteen there were just guys that some of them seemed like great leaders and then some of them uh got by on a name or reputation and just weren't uh, the people they obviously resulted in, in and just the worst season under D'Antonio and uh, weren't the guys that you thought they were weren't the leaders that you thought they were obviously uh, because you hear just kind of how that all played out uh, racial slurs being tossed at uh, teammates things like that um, and yeah then you re- then you end up snowballing from what should have been a good season and you lose a couple games you shouldn't, and then kids, you know, pout. There's no leadership to hold them accountable. Uh, From the player standpoint, there's only so much coaches can do in that. Uh, Tom Izzo screams about that. You got to have player-led teams for success. And so, yeah, 2016 kind of snowballed. My logic for 2018, for picking 2018, was that they've been in... So, like... They should have won the Arizona State game. They really should have, based on like statistical profiles and different things like that, yardage totals and whatever, and turnover luck and things like that. They should have won that game. They're better than Northwestern. They should have beat Northwestern. They're, they're a better team than them. Northwestern's an okay team. They should have beat them, uh, and they were right. In, like they can, like they weren't. They were beat by Michigan by two touchdowns and that's yeah, that's a blowout to this team because the offense is so incompetent. But this season is really disappointing me because they've resulted in having they've ended up with an absolutely elite defense. Like an absolutely elite unit. There's like you're not gonna they're a hundred and third in offense and fourth in defense. You're not gonna find a much bigger gap than that in S&P plus between an offense and a defense it's like them and Kentucky in the same way and then Houston is like the ninth best offense in the 110th best defense or maybe they're the same either way those three teams have huge gaps uh between the offense and the defense that is just like staggering and that's what's super frustrating about this season is that if this offense could even be 50th 60th, not anywhere near good, just average. Sometimes they're slightly above average. This team could be undefeated, this team could have only one loss, this team could be playing for a spot uh, in the college football playoff, in the Rose Bowl, you know, a New Year's 6 game. Like, that's how good this defense has been, and that's sort of like I don't know, the glass half empty look at it. Right, we talked about that a little bit earlier. Two ways to look at the season. How do they only win seven or eight games with this defense? Or how did they win all those games with all the injuries they suffered? And that's what I was thinking when I picked 2018. And that's why it's been a disappointing season, because I think this team is super talented and really good. Uh, and they've been dealt a bad hand. Injuries at the wrong spots at the wrong time. Uh, and even, like, even if they played the QB situation perfectly, and it's been, you know, He's too hurt to play, so he sits out, and Lombardi's been the guy, you know, there's a loss in there to Michigan or Ohio State for a redshirt freshman, that's maybe two, uh, that's just the way that stuff kind of goes, and, and the record probably ends up similar to what it would have been, they already had the two losses from earlier in the season, uh, and so, I don't think that decision has played a ton into the results, it's just, super frustrating. Like, man, if they would have pulled it out against Arizona state, if they would have played better against Northwestern, like, Oh, if they could have just figured a little something out on offense or didn't have all those O-line injuries early in the season. Uh, if LJ Scott was able to play in those early as the team was trying to find its footing, it could have been a really special season. And that's, what's disappointing. Cause this team's crazy talented. Like there are pros all over this team. Uh, and i think we'll you know we'll see that play out next year in the draft and we'll see that uh, as the team comes back next year cuz they still return a lot of guys and there's a lot of really talented young players on this team so that's what makes this team more disappointing is that they had like a lot of potential and a lot of stuff fell apart on them uh that are you know totally out of their control uh whereas in 2016 the team kind of participated in some self sabotage in 2012 uh yeah I mean, everyone forgets about 2012 because of what happened the three years after. So let's hope for that. Let's hope these injuries um, correct themselves next year. The luck swings back the other way uh, and the season is just as fun as 2013 was compared to how you know how much of a bummer 2012 was. So let's hope for that. All right. When we get back from the break, we're gonna talk about uh, that MSU stat profile stuff I had teased a little bit earlier, uh, and we're going to—I don't know. That's probably it. I'm running out of time on the show, so I gotta get—I get yelled at uh, for being too long in the show. I—we uh, have time limits, and I—I I rarely stay within the time limits. I'm very bad at it. So I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to stay within the time limit today. So I'll probably just do some advanced stat profile. I wonder how I fall outside the time limit or go over the time limit so much when all I do is just ramble uh, in non-sequiturs instead of just sticking to the topic. But hey, everyone's got to have a brand. I'm the rambling man. That's a copyright infringement for a song, I think. I don't think I can monetize that. Anyway, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about advanced stats here in a little bit. Uh, guys, I've been telling you this week... Last week, uh, if you're not following On Network on Instagram and Twitter, you are missing out. Two great social media feeds that keep you up to date with everything that's going around, going around, going on around, going on around the podcast network, the Lockdown Podcast Network, which is obviously where this podcast comes from. They have many more shows, NFL shows, NBA shows, MLB shows, other college sports shows. And they basically uh, use those feeds to promote those shows and send out different clips. Some things you might be interested in, you know, you can check out uh, whatever an Instagram story that features your favorite NFL team and see if you want to check out that show. So check that stuff out. It's at LockedOnNet on on both Twitter and Instagram. All right, we are back for our third and final segment today. Going to keep it tight because I don't want to get yelled at by my bosses, um, which is Really a terrible reason to do anything at work. I don't want to get yelled at by my bosses. Yeah, we all do it, right? We all do it. All right, so the first thing I want to talk about is, so I I used uh, Bill Connolly from SB Nation, his advanced stat profiles a lot, and you'll see me cite them in tweets, uh, and you'll see me or hear me use them on the show. Uh, A person named Nicholas Carr, at Nicholas Carr on Twitter, who uh, writes for Red Cup Rebellion, which is the Ole Miss espionation site, uh, obviously Ole Miss down south, uh, he color coordinates and divvies up and, like, makes a really nice display of uh, the the different teams and breaks down the numbers and makes it into, like, a visual thing that's much easier to, to go through and to learn from. And he did, he just did it for the Big Ten. And... <laughs> So Michigan State is literally middle of the pack in the Big Ten overall in terms of uh, just about everything, right? And this is a lot of offense and defense measured up with each other, so this is how it shakes down in every category. Yards per play, points per play, points per drive. um, uh, Not in success rate. Those three categories, those three major categories. Mm -hmm. Oh, there goes my phone. Um, Michigan State is, at the same time, obviously – uh, the number two defense in every single category behind Michigan, like just slightly behind U of M and every single category. Uh, and far and away, those two kind of separate themselves from most of the other schools in terms of defense. Like, you know, Northwestern and Iowa have some pretty good defensive numbers, but every defensive one. So yards for play, Michigan gives up 3.76 on defense. MSU gives up 4.6 and then everyone else is five or higher pretty much. Uh, and then points per play, Michigan State is second to Michigan and on defense. Uh, points per drive, Michigan State is second on defense to Michigan. Uh, and then we look at the offense, and uh, in yards per play, uh, play, Michigan State is second worst, only ahead of Rutgers. In points per play, Michigan State is second worst, only ahead of Rutgers. In points per drive, Michigan State is second worst, only ahead of Rutgers and there is a stark divide between Rutgers and Michigan State and pretty much the rest of the conference like everybody else uh, like Illinois for example has a really bad defense really terrible defense but they have a really solid offense uh, Illinois' offense is getting 0.465 points per play Michigan State is at 0.269 Rutgers is at 0.12 uh, I don't see anyone else below like point three so it's it's when you see this stuff it's kind of staggering like we are Rutgers uh on offense and we are you know us basically on defense and U of M one of the teams in the college football playoff the number third or fourth ranked team in the country we have the you know the the defensive numbers of them and we have the offensive numbers of the literal worst Power Five team in the world. <laughs> it's just like, how can there be? That's it's such a stark difference. It's crazy, and it really is. It is Rutgers, Michigan State, everyone else in terms of offensive incompetence. Uh, Northwestern's right there, like uh, in some spots with uh, with Michigan State. They're they they're more uh, they score more but they're both, like, in terms of, like, efficiency, they're pretty similar. Uh, But, yeah, Northwestern scores a full point more than Michigan State uh, in points per drive inside the 40, and that is actually... So Michigan State averages 3.67 points per drive inside the 40, basically, when you get into the scoring area. How good are you at converting it? Um, This is the one where Michigan State on offense is worse than Rutgers. (laughs) Rutgers is 3.93 points per drive inside the 40. Michigan State is 3.67. You are worse at red zone slash scoring zone offense than Rutgers. You are the worst team in the conference. The problem for Rutgers is well, they're the second worst team, third worst team, but they never get into the the scoring areas. The problem with Michigan State is they get in there and don't convert, uh, obviously at a nearly high enough rate. Uh, and then in field position, Michigan State's one of the worst field position teams in the Big Ten this year. Third worst. Uh, Rutgers and Northwestern are the only ones worse than them. And when you go through these numbers, uh, and I've tweeted this this graph out or this this data set out at Will underscore underscore Hunter, and I'll retweet it from at On Spartans as well. It really does a good job painting the picture of like just where Michigan State came up short and how much they came up short on offense. And you could even see like. Oh, if we had Iowa's offense this year, uh, how things would have been different. Like Michigan State with Iowa's offensive numbers would be the the second best team, third best team in the conference, behind, still probably behind Michigan because Michigan's offense is a little bit more efficient, and scores a little bit more than Iowa. Uh, but, you know, even an Iowa offense, the offense that is like the go-to joke on college football Twitter for how conservative and terrible they are, if we had that offense— uh, think of all the things we could do. <laughs> it's just it's it's pretty damn frustrating. Uh, and man, burn the offensive playbook, burn the tape from this season on offense, uh, and let's try to to move on and heal together. Uh, first, we got to beat Nebraska. All right, that's gonna do it for us today. Tomorrow, I uh, will Matt Happner on to do his film room. I'm trying to get in touch with a Nebraska writer for a Nebraska preview. Uh, For Thursday and then I gotta figure Something out for Friday probably you know We'll have Madden to do the pics but I'm gonna be Going to deer camp to Basically sit in the woods Uh, Fall asleep in the woods is what I do I eat, At deer camp I eat beef jerky uh, I eat chili And chicken pot pies and pasties And then I fall asleep in the woods for a day Like all day that's what I do So I gotta do that On Friday so I gotta figure some way out to get These shows out to you guys Uh, But tomorrow, yeah, like I said, we'll be back with Matt Heppner uh, to do the film room, uh, just like he does every single week. Uh, Follow the show on Twitter at OnSpartans. Follow me on Twitter at Will underscore underscore Hunter one L two underscores. Search the show out on Facebook, LockedOnSpartans. Email the show LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com and subscribe to the show. Get it sent to you every single day, Monday through Friday, uh, half an hour episodes every single day covering your favorite team And if you wouldn't mind, hop on over to iTunes, Uh, even if it's a pity five-star rating, just throw a five-star rating my way. That really uh, goes a long way in helping the show get uh, promoted and put into better spots and things like that. So if you could do that, that would be fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me uh, again here on this snowy Michigan winter day. Uh, And we will be back tomorrow. Man, the weather really is just reflecting the mood of spartan football lately (laughs) uh we'll be back tomorrow with matt hapner and until then go green